I'm Dawn. And I'm Tracy. And we are Real Women. So to Dawn, interesting topic today. Psychotic women at Christmas. I know it's one of my, I love to people watch. Uh, and and it's my favourite time of year to people watch, um, especially in supermarkets. Oh, they're crazy! I tell you, I was in the supermarket the other day, and there's people when, as we record this, this episode's going out just before Christmas. But as we record it, there's about three weeks to go to Christmas, and yet there were people in the supermarkets with like two trolleys, full baskets, and it's like they're already buying stuff. Yeah. And my daughter actually said, Mom, get your turkey early because there's been some um, turkey problem. It's not the bird flu. I'm really rubbish. I can't remember. It was very important. And they've had to get rid of a load of turkeys. So allegedly there's going to be a turkey shortage. I did hear the other day about people looking at frozen turkeys and I read it on a saving money like thing. But I'm wondering whether they're buying the frozen not to save money, but because there's a turkey shortage. Possibly. and But this two trolley thing, I think it goes back to we're old enough to remember when shops weren't open on a Sunday. Yeah. Well, they and weren't every- open for like three or four days over Christmas. Everything would close down. So you had no choice at that point to to not only was it um you know christmas where you buy more food anyway generally um and you've got extra guests potentially coming over so your cupboards need to be full but the shops were closed and i don't think that we've ever got out of that habit somehow no, no. boxing day they're literally- open again on boxing day aren't they there's zero reason and we've got online delivery and like there's absolutely no reason to um have fill, to <laughs> fill your trolley. Do you know do you know what's crazy? Not so much the psychotic woman in the supermarket getting the Christmas shopping, but last night I was wrapping Christmas presents. Yes, I know it's only just the beginning of December and I'm getting all my wrapping done. One single well, I haven't bought one single present. Yeah, well you see that's normally no, me. No, I have. I bought uh, uh, toys for the grandchildren. Well, I, I grandchildren. Mine's normally all very last minute. For some reason, this year I've got one present last left to get, and we're at the beginning of December. But anyway, there I was wrapping. I've done a brilliant thing. I did it for my um, sister last year, and I'm doing it for my nieces this year. They're getting what's known as the twelve days of Christmas box, so they get a present to open every day from the twenty fifth of December to the sixth of January, which is the twelve days of Christmas, right? Oh, that's. And um, they got very envious last year because I did this for my sister and they were really envious that she'd got presents to open after Christmas Day and right through New Year's Day and into January when the tree came down. What kind of things did you buy? Um, Well, for my sister last year, some of them were just silly little things like a coaster. So wrapped up a coaster, bottle of wine, um, face cream products stupid little things like a mug one of them was just like a a bath bomb so none of them were big presents they're all like you know there was one big present in there for her but most of them were smaller presents but it was just I couldn't think what to get her for Christmas 
suddenly realized I'd got loads of little presents and thought maybe I'll That's just do the 12 really days nice. of Christmas. Yeah, it's a really nice little thing. That's yeah. a really I think that's very cute. I think New Year's Eve was the bottle of Prosecco and I think New Year's Day was actually the bath bomb on the base of go and have a soak in the bath, you know, cure your hangover. But I put a little message on it. So anyway, I'm doing this for my nieces this year because they were so envious. So they've got one big present in there and then loads of little presents like bars of chocolate, um, a stationery set that I split up and wrapped it up into three separate little parcels, a bath bomb, um, chocolate coins, uh, books, it's all little presents apart from their one on Christmas Day. So I was sat there two hours, right, because we digress, as we usually bloody do. And um, two hours later, I've wrapped up these 24 presents, put them in this big, wonderful little sack with their initials on it. And I thought bloody buggered now just spent two and a half hours wrapping this so one of the presents I'd got I'd got three or four of these you know you get these like boxes of chocolates in a round tub so I'd bought four of those for the niece and nephews and psychotic idiot here thought I want a chocolate now so I <laughs> opened one of the tubs thought I'd go and buy another one I'm talking <laughs> about two trolleys dirty little secret I went through half the bloody tub <laughs> But not only that, Tracy, for those people out there listening who are insane at Christmas time, you've just added another Christmas idea. That they I can know, but it's, that they have to do. But it's so cool. I mean, some of these presents I've wrapped up have been, they've cost me like a quid. But it's a really nice notion, isn't it? It's Yeah, it was just something fun, you know, 12 days of Christmas. I know my... Um, somebody I know I can't say who in case they listen to it and suddenly realize what they're getting but somebody I know um found out what I'd done last year and literally said to me what do I do how does it work and they're doing that this year as well lovely it is a lovely lovely notion brilliant idea isn't it anyway psychotic women at Christmas right yes starts in October (laughs) what you mean before Halloween yeah, yeah, yeah. Starts in October where um, the presents start getting bought and then the spring cleaning starts. But we're not talking spring cleaning, nor on we're like under the tumble dryer, like literally behind the fridge. You know, we empty everything in the light. I like every inch of our home is you know bleached within an inch of its life and then you possibly get the paint brush out and you know you do that and then you start the presents and then you literally haul two trolleys around every supermarket you can get to um and and the unfortunate thing is you think right I'll go at two o'clock in the morning because it'll be quiet but that's when all the other psycho women (laughs) Are there doing exactly the same? I actually had my trolley stolen once. Stolen? So literally swapped. I've, I'm, I'm looking on the chat. I turn around and I've got a completely different. What? Like, what my, this was done on purpose. I, I, I don't know, but my fucking shopping was gone. <laughs> like, look, who do you like? Gone. Like, what the hell? Um, and I think we 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 get sweaty and we get hot and we're like a military. The Christmas decorations go on the first of December for those that can wait till then, and then and then it you know it's just this military operation. 
that you're so exhausted by the time Christmas comes. And it's, um, I'm not, um, I I do scrub my house at Christmas. That's my annual spring cleaning. Um, Actually more so because we shut all the businesses through Christmas and we have two weeks off and it's the only time of the year really where that's the case. And, um, you know, all businesses are shut down, all like we're all, you know, and and if all my housework's done, I can really relax throughout that um so that's probably more my motivation um the cooking on christmas day is a 24-hour prep uh but but i do a mad feast on christmas day and cook things everything from scratch uh in fact i normally cook, do my own christmas puddings i haven't done it this year um and also just between me husband kids uh, daughter and son-in-law's grandchildren. There's now there's eleven of us, so it, you know it's, that's a small number. You know it's so um, so my psychoticness hits. I'm reasonably balanced on the present side. I'm reasonably balanced on the shopping side. I get you know because the shops are open. I do stock up. I do stock up because I don't want to go back out, but I, I'm not going to, I don't panic about it. Um, and I do clean my house. Actually, the more I'm talking and, and I, actually the more I'm talking, maybe I'm not as bad as some, but actually I probably do fall in. Yeah. Do you know what I find really bizarre? I mean, I, I, this year's different. I'm quite looking forward to this year in a way. It, in some ways I am, some ways I'm not, but last probably the last eight or nine years apart from the year we couldn't you know when it was covid there's usually been 12 to 14 around my dinner table and you know i've usually cooked all the food usually pissed by about half past 11 because i get a tiny little bit why am i doing all the frigging cooking so i start hitting the champagne early or the prosecco whatever's on on offer I remember one year I actually couldn't finish cooking the turkey. I'd got too much drink in me. But anyway, part of mine is I wouldn't, I've never been one of these people that clean their house before Christmas because I'm like, by the time you put the tree up and it shed off its leaves, whether they're fake or real, you've had all the cooking. So half your cupboards have been cleared of most of the plates you don't use during the year because you've got more people coming. And then you've got all the mess that they tramp through and all the Christmas paper wrappings and the decoration coming down. I've always been one of these where I'd rather do it after Christmas. So between Christmas and New Year, that's when I'll give it a good clean, not before. I'm like, what's the point? I don't want to do, well, I don't know. It's just my rhythm, really. So even if, whenever I have a, so we do just my family on Christmas Day. I have an open house on New Year's Day. So that can look anything between 13 to 60 people. Um, That's a mad day. That's another one. New Year's Eve is a write-off. I'm preparing food. Um, But I think think it's easier to clean up when it's just the surface. I don't know. I scrubbed my house. Last night, my whole of my downstairs is tiled. And... um, uh, you know they're big, they're big tiles, but you've got the grout in the visit. So, so last night I was on my hands and knees with the scrubbing brush, bleaching the grout, <laughs> which is not a bad thing to do every so often. But I just, I don't know. <laughs> you do have to do it once. I a have year. my psycho moments. My psycho moments are usually after Christmas, when everybody it hasn't happened so much in the last few years. When I actually voiced my opinion on it in a very polite way. 
But because it's normally at my house, I've been cooking, then there's the clearing up. Everybody's fecked off, leaving me with the clearing up. Oh, you see. so That makes uh, me psycho woman at Christmas, yeah, that does. Um, my husband always, the plates that we use at Christmas can't go in the dishwasher. Um, they have to be washed. So um, husband has always done the washing up uh, on Christmas. And we all kind of helped clear the table and, and all of that. Um so I do get some help, but I still mow. I do all the cooking. It's like long. Your back kills you. Your, half your Christmas day has gone with oh, cooking. Yeah. But I have to say, when I when I politely said, yeah, we can do this around my house this year, but can people please help clear up before we then disappear off playing the games? And to be fair, ever since I actually let people know what I wanted, that's what's happened. Um, I that. It's funny, isn't it? When you let the world know this is what I would like to happen, yeah. it, it you, sometimes it actually goes exactly that way. But you panic for a long time, going, "What's people going to think of me if I tell them I don't want them to sit down and enjoy themselves after dinner until we've cleared up?" No, um, I think it's fair to say because it's hard work. Um, we've got two different things on New Year's Day. I haven't done New Year's Day for the last couple of years. And I've had some official complaints from sort of nieces and stuff. But this year, I'm going to ask everybody to bring a dish. Yeah. That, that's that's what I'm going to do. And, I, I, you know, I think that that's fine. And we're doing a different thing with presents this year. So Christmas presents, <laughs> this is going to be a challenge for me. Because I always go, we're going to not spend a load of money this year. It's bloody ridiculous. And and I start. And then as as the last week of Christmas sort of comes. I'm literally not satisfied till I've spent every penny that I could possibly get my... <laughs> but isn't this bizarre where the world's gone? I mean, I think this is another element of psychoism, um, yeah. probably in everybody, not just men and women, not just women, but men as well. What is Christmas about? Is it about spending money you don't really have, can't really afford, especially in today's economic climate? Or is it about a time of year when a lot of people aren't working as much? So it's a chance, you know, if you're religious, it's a chance to celebrate the birth of Christ, so to speak, if you're Christian. It's at least a chance to get together with friends, old and new. And it's it's a chance to celebrate a really nice family time of year, in my opinion. I don't think it's actually there for us to raid our bank accounts and buy presents that True. And, we can't and afford. We, yes. So we, we we do use this as a family. So it could be another strange one this year actually because it, it was always H's it was H's dad's birthday on Christmas Day. So um it was not only Christmas Day and everybody would go to H's mum's but it was also Matthew's uh birthday. But of course both Matthew and Kathleen have passed away now. Um and even though he'd already passed away by last Christmas Day, everybody still went round to see H's mum and there was that. We're doing it always this time. We won't eat at H's brothers. Um, but, that you know, as a family, we're trying, we're going to try and maintain that essence of family gathering. Um, so, but my lot, we, we eat here and then we'll go to, well, it won't be Kathleen's this year because that's, that's, uh, just not there anymore but we'll we'll go to another member of families on the evening um so no i think i've got the i've got a really healthy perspective with regards to 
that perspective on you know it's a nice time together but then it's just really cool to buy a lot of presents <laughs> get carried away with that that's all. but you know what we're doing a secret santa this year so i cool. was determined my kids take a notice because i've said this for the last 30 years we're gonna have a budget christmas this year but i you know i was determined this year so one of them said, and they're all grown and one of them said why don't we do secret santa so i'm like okay so we've actually put a really healthy budget uh but everybody just buys one person but it's a good budget i suspect that i'm the one that's going to benefit the most where the test will be is the last week before christmas will i resist will i resist still not going and buying the cute little goodies <laughs> that i normally buy so my that i've been picked i've got to i've got to buy my son-in-law so i've only got one in theory i've got one person to buy for this year but that's great because that means instead of buying six presents for six different people per person each person gets one present and everybody gets a gift yeah. I know, but I don't buy just one present for people. Well, why does that not surprise me? And I normally spend the budget that we've got for to spend on one person. I, I spend less than that on the grandchildren because you can buy a shitload for little kids. Oh, They're fine. Yeah, definitely. But I spend about that much on my son and daughter-in-law each. And then my kids, it's usually more than that again. This is where the money... And, and I can't... I have to pretend to my husband. <laughs> Don't tell him. Don't tell him. I, I, I tell you something, if he listens to this, he now knows. He won't. He won't listen. It's fine. Um, we rarely buy anything for each other, actually, me and my husband. Um, and when we do, it's uh, it's usually a really cool lovely gift so um h bought me a really really lovely handbag last year which i wasn't expecting didn't know it was coming that was lovely um so if we see something for each of them we just think oh that's nice but we we we, we invariably don't buy each other presents at christmas um which is good but you yeah. know so and and what about the flip side of that actually while we're talking about families when there's conflict in family yeah, that that doesn't help, especially at Christmas, does it? Yeah, yeah it's it's a hard one. I mean, we've we not conflict per se, but we after Dad died this year, because that's the one reason I'm not doing Christmas at my home this year. My son's coming up, but it it's always we've always done Christmas at my house because my house could accommodate the numbers around one dining table, but. And it was, you know, dad would always come, mum when she was alive. Well, dad and mum are no longer here. And um, my son's in the conflict, as many kids are. You know, they, they grow up a little bit. Maybe they've got girlfriend or boyfriend and then they're in the conflict zone. Whose fecking house do we go to for Christmas? Your mum's? My mum's? And it gets hard for them. I mean, I remember when I was that age, it was like, I'm going out with somebody. Even when I got married... And you've got, you know, if you've no kids, it's even worse. The conflict of how do we tell my mum that we're going to his mum's for Christmas? So we've gone through this. Um, Sam didn't help. He's my eldest son. And, and, and his partner, she's really close to her family. She's got, you know, there's four kids and, you know, her and three siblings. They've got aunties and uncles and nans and granddads. And most of them are still going, you know, and her 
family lived quite far away, they're down south. And Sam was really uh, quite resolute. No, I go to my mum's at Christmas. He did say to her, and this is where our family is probably not quite classic, he'd said to her, if you want to go to your mum's at Christmas, you can. But then obviously she was devastated at the prospect that perhaps he wasn't that bothered about spending Christmas Day with his children, which of course he is. But Sam was like, no, no, we can just all do what we want to do. No, that's not how it not goes. Not once so, you've got kids. No, and, and so they've now got into a rhythm of every other year. So one year they go to her family um, and then the next year they come to us. So uh, they were going to come to us this year. They've actually decided to go down to her mum's this year and they'll be at mine next year. So um, it's hard, though, isn't it, for young kids when they're growing up, that conflict of because it is there's a lot there's a big element of spending Christmas at mum's. And I let my son off. It was I I I suspected didn't know for certain, but I suspected that there was a bit of internal thought process. And oh, my God, who where do we go for Christmas? Because I'm I'm on my own. So I actually turned around to my son and said, do not make your decision based on me being on my own for Christmas Day because I won't be. If you are not coming round, I'm going down to my sister's. And so he literally breathed a sigh of relief, went, great, can we come see you Christmas Eve? I breakfast with you Christmas morning, then we go to Christmas dinner to my girlfriend's family. Absolutely. Rock yeah. on. I'm going. So now I'm going down to my sister's, which means first year in about 12 I'm not cooking the whole of Christmas dinner on my own. This is the thing. And I'm actually, so we've, we've done twice. We've done it at my daughter's and I love it because it's not all my cooking and cleaning. I am. I, I like it's hard work. Christmas is graft. Um, but I get complaints from my husband and my other kids. Like Danielle's happy that we're going there because it's convenient for her and, you know, she's got animals and stuff, and then she doesn't have to be up at the crack of dawn and visiting people's houses. Um, and I've said to, you know, before to husband and complaining sons, well, it's all right for you to go, no, it's tradition, we come to your house, but you you don't do all the work. No. I would quite easily, I haven't got my husband there yet, I would quite happily go out to a restaurant, I would quite happily go to the Caribbean, I I'm really would quite happily I, do I've that. done both in the past actually, I've, yeah. um, I've gone to a restaurant for Christmas Day a long time ago, not the same, not the no, same not at all, <laughs> you can't relax and I did go away for Christmas and New Year Uh the first year my son was going to be spending Christmas with his dad because we'd split up by then and um, had an amazing holiday um, in in South America. Hot weather, pool outside the room that I was staying in, traipsing through sort of forest stuff and, you know, tribal areas and cocoa plantations for Boxing Day. And my Christmas dinner was Red Snapper on the beach. And it was not, it did not feel like Christmas Day. Of course not. I had a great holiday, but it didn't feel like Christmas Day. I think that a lot of, I think that men are a lot more relaxed about Christmas than women. I think women take it upon, we take it upon ourselves, generally speaking, obviously, to try and create this perfect Christmas day. And I think the shame of it actually is that we probably 
spoil it more by trying to achieve some sort of a perfection status. Yeah, the work. Just a bit more like I get the cleaning thing. I, I, I get I'm- the cleaning. It's not me, yeah. but I get the cleaning thing. Absolutely. Yeah. The two trolleys around the supermarket manically running round as if flipping turkeys are going to go out of fashion, which they maybe will this year. That bit I don't get. It, There's no need for how it. How much food gets thrown away after Christmas? Because sure. we sure. go crazy. Yeah. But yeah. I, I do get the cleaning thing. But yeah, the other psychotic thing yesterday right one one thing my sister does which i followed so if you live in the same house as somebody you don't send them a christmas card that saves some money tracy i stopped doing my husband honestly just on my husband's side alone there are like nearly a hundred people yeah. ridiculous just in my house it's me to hh H to me us to sam us to daniel us to the four kids them to each other it's crazy I bought I bought cards yesterday. I bought four special Christmas cards, not not ones that are in the box, because I normally, you know, I will get standard boxes now. I won't have ones with niece and nephew and all that lot on. So I bought four special ones. I only bought four because it was four for three. So I thought, well, I'm buying three anyway. I might as well buy four and send that to one of my friends. So four special Christmas cards, four birthday cards, because we got a lot of birthdays in December, £12.50. And that we, that was with the four for three. So can you imagine if somebody's sending t- special cards with granddaughter and daughter and mum? My husband still, he uh, I've stopped. He still buys those for his family. Um, but he'll go and find, he'll go and find one of these um Oh, I don't know. Uh, I can't think of the shop's name. You know, they're, they're birthday card shops, but yeah. they're kind of cheaper. Um, I I haven't bought a Christmas card for donkey's years. Absolutely donkey's years. I still buy Christmas cards, not not tons of them. And I will send Christmas cards, but I will buy like a box from a charity, you know, charity ones. But I just think, you know, especially especially this year when we've got economic crisis, the amount of pressure put on people by the consumers, well, put on consumers by the stores, you know, all these different ranges of Christmas cards, you know, you now get ones from our house to yours, to both of you, for all my special friends. And I get it, the marketing, that's okay. But the amount of pressure that is put on people who probably can't justify spending 15 quid on Christmas cards, you know, forgive yourself, guys. I'm sure a lot of people would rather hear your voice when you phone them and say Happy Christmas. I just think there's a lot of pressure put on consumers these days. I think it would be quite um, a nice surprise for the average person who gets quite stressed preparing for Christmas for them to just not be quite as demonic about the situation. Um, and, 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 And I think no wonder we get frustrated that it's left to us all to do on our own because nobody else gives a fuck. <laughs> well, they probably do, but about no, their own little bit of things. My family is going to care whether I bleach the grout. Nope. Before Christmas, after Christmas, February, March. In fact, they probably they won't, won't even, even notice. notice that it's been done. They, they will won't. not notice. Is the point yeah. that I'm making. Like, they literally... Um, 
So I and um, years ago, I I was probably worse in terms of wanting to to create a perfect Christmas. You, you know, when I was on my own, I was well, I was with H, but we weren't married. He was still going to his mom's Christmas dinner. Uh, me and my family had fallen out, so it was just me and my two babies. And then there was that pressure then to try and and I didn't have very much money either. That was a pressure, and I think that's probably where it started. Um, what do you think your um, top tips might be, Tracy, for for a family who might be uh, where there is a couple of members of family at loggerheads and Christmas is looming? And as the woman and the head of the household from the Christmas organisation point of view, um, we want a perfect Christmas and we want it to be happy families. But um, there's some tension. What do you think is a good way around that? I think it depends on the tension and who. So, you know, if you've got somebody coming at Christmas that they can't come without somebody else because there's tension, there's a falling out and a conflict. I think it's, you know, remember Christmas in that respect is a bit like weddings and funeral. Put Put the feelings away for one day and accept that, you know, if... If great Aunt Alice wants to come and see you, she's going to have to be driven by, I don't know, Betty Boop, who you've got falling out with. Let it go for one day. Let it go for Let one it day. go. Weddings and funerals, we do it. We, I'm sure we've all been to a wedding or a funeral where there's somebody there that we don't get on with. And I know it's a bit different if it's coming to your house, whereas a wedding and a funeral is is somewhere else. But it's a case of let it go or get your backside off your chair into your car and you go visit Great Aunt Alice so that Betty Boop doesn't need to drive her to you. Right. And so what happens if it's not you that is in conflict, it's other members of your family. So therefore you have less control of that. But it's quite like Um, my friend. My friend, for years, every year she'd go to her husband's house and there's one member of that family that would kick up a stink about something every single year, every single year. So that was okay because that was a regular rhythm that they all got to. But but say you've got a situation, this person has had a fallout with that person, they're not, to- <clears throat> they're not talking and it's really difficult well, dog. you see, if you were psychotic like me, you'd sit them next to each other at dinner so they could fight it out. But yeah, right, not, I'm with, oh, not everybody's yeah. got that frame of mind. Yeah. So nice. sit them at opposite sides of the table. If they're not sitting down for Christmas dinner, they're just coming to the house. Just make sure everybody knows that somebody else is going to be there. Because I think the worst thing you can do... I don't know, let, let's let say it's somebody that lives in your house or just son your daughter and they don't get on with, I don't know, great Aunt Alice. So not only now have you got to put up with Betty Boop, um, but, you know, the son's now got to put up with the fact that great Aunt Alice is coming over. Far better if they're both forewarned because then they will make their own decision whether or not they're going to come. But usually now, if they've been for really, No, but that's a difficult one. Letting go of the control. It's like, okay, these people, there's conflict. Christmas is at my house. I can't control the situation. Put it aside for the day, Put please. Put it aside for the day. 
choose to come or not. Yeah. So communicate with both parties that the other party is going to be there yeah. and either let them decide whether they're going to show or not and let yeah. go of if their decision is they're not going to show, then be okay with that. Or simply turn around and ask and say, X is going to be there. Would you please put aside your differences? Don't need you to talk to them, but please don't create any animosity in my house. Yeah, and that's as good as it gets. And what about the other side, Tracy? People who <clears throat> feel the pressure at Christmas of loneliness and feel the isolation. For some people, it almost confirms how lonely they are. <clears throat> I think that's where, you know, if you've got a neighbour, if it's a family member, then be conscious that if they're on their own, they probably do feel slightly lonely. Living alone and being on your own are two different things, okay? Sure. I live alone, but I'm not going to be on my own on Christmas. But some people are on their own at Christmas. Right. So how about this for a wonderful thought? If it's a family member, do something. Go around and pick them up for Christmas Day or just go around and visit them so they've had a visitor. Not necessarily on Christmas Day, but the day before. If it's a neighbour, while your roasties are soaking, while the turkey's defrosting, Go knock on the door with a card or just with yourself and say, hi, just pop round to see if you're OK, if there was anything you needed. Um, I mean, there's lots of stuff now. There's lots of charities now where you can donate money so that somebody on their own gets a food parcel for Christmas Day. Quite frankly, it's like it'd be nice if there was somewhere they could all go and have lunch together, but we can't solve every problem in the world. We can't but, solve every problem in the world. But just no. be considerate. There are some people out there having Christmas Day on their own. So if you're getting pedantic with your two shopping trolleys and your 15 quid's worth of cards and your £1,000 worth of Christmas presents, remember there are people there that actually are going to be spending Christmas alone. And and there's, you know, there's executive people. A lot of executive people actually have... Um, the consequence of their success sometimes has been that they've traded in having children or uh, and that's wrong to actually some people just don't want kids but you know it, when or or they haven't been able to maintain a relationship or a marriage or a partner relationship because you know that they were on the career chain and stuff um, so I think sometimes people can look really successful they're financially in a great place blah 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 blah. but actually they don't have anybody yeah and their, their christmas dinner probably consists of a turkey burger yeah um, um yeah and, it's it's a hard yeah. one but i'd say be conscious that not everybody's as fortunate as everybody else and you know if you feel conscientious about somebody being on their own at christmas day then don't you know do your part go and knock on a neighbor's door not to invite them round to dinner, but just so that they've got somebody that they've had a conversation with on Christmas Day. Yeah. It's not that difficult. And what would you say if somebody was listening who was the lonely person who didn't have, you know, they were disconnected from other family members, they their friends were all professional and they, they don't they don't really have anybody to share Christmas Day with and they feeling the pressure of that loneliness. What would you say? I'd say um, we've got, you know, by the time people are listening, Christmas Day is going to be three, three or four days away. Um, I'd say one of the biggest organisations in this country is probably the Salvation Army. They often open their doors on Christmas Day, believe it or not. I've worked in the food hall 
years a guy worked Christmas Eve and Christmas Day in their food hall. Um, but I'd say pick up the phone to Salvation Army. If, if anybody out there is feeling the sadness and depression of being alone on Christmas Day, there is always somebody on the end of the phone. If, if it's really serious, you've got the Samaritans, they're still operating on Christmas Day. I'd say if you're on your own because you're estranged from a family member, pick up the phone. I know the longer it goes on, the harder it is to make amends. But sometimes just pick up the phone and say hello to them and you'll be amazed. It may actually break down some of the boundaries that have occurred over time. But yeah, it's just a great time of year to do that. Yeah. What I love about what you've just said, because not not everybody is on the kind of dep- depressive spectrum of loneliness at Christmas Day. They accept it. But do you know what's what I love about what you've just said? When we want connection with other human beings and we feel that we don't have it, one of the quickest, most beautiful ways to get that connection is to, for you to give. Yes. And I just think that that's, a, a you know, if if somebody is disconnected <clears throat> to the point where they, they're okay with it, but they're on their own at Christmas, to go and serve homeless people and you know, get involved. That is just such a fantastic. I also actually think every now and again, children could probably benefit from not having their normal, perfect, demonically scrubbed house, 5,000 quid Christmas present list and actually go in and seeing. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're able-bodied, because we know that some people on their own this Christmas aren't going to be people that necessarily are our listeners. They're going to be older people whose family are no longer around. Um, but if you're able-bodied and you're on your own at Christmas, go have a chat with your, your local charities. A lot of them will open their doors, not for you to go and just sit with them, but go and volunteer to help yeah. the, you know, the food, you know, the food banks maybe, although they won't be on, on Christmas, but maybe if you get involved with a charity, before Christmas, Christmas Day won't feel so lonely because you've had connection running up to it. Salvation think, Army are amazing. They've usually got a soup kitchen open. What's that, Dawn? Sorry. It, it fills your soul when you give and you serve other people. It fills you. So. Well, it's one of the things... One of the things I started doing a few years ago when I decided not to do all the expensive Christmas cards and I cut down how many Christmas cards I do send out, I saved a fair amount of money and now I will go and buy a present usually in many of the shopping areas around the UK there's usually a Christmas tree with labels on it and it's for kids that are in foster care or in a children's home that aren't going to get all these expensive presents so you pick the, the whether you want female or male what the age range is you go and buy a present and you stick that label to the present and whoever's organised it then gets them wrapped up so that child has got a present on Christmas Day. So that's what I now do with the card money. That is such a beautiful thing to do. Yeah. You, I didn't even know that, that was a that Yeah, was a, a lot of the shopping centres will have that. that. I'll do that because that's, that's lovely. Yeah. And, you know, one thing I'd say is half the people you're buying these presents for not only are many of us spending way more than we need to, and there's nothing wrong with that. If you can afford it, that's fine. Nobody's judging either way. But also the recipients don't necessarily need the extravagance they're getting. So, you know, maybe take some of that funds 
and go help somebody that's less fortunate, whether it's putting a load of food in a food bank, because there's going to be a lot of food banks pressured this Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Put put some food in a food bank. Go buy a gift from one of the trees that goes to a child that's on their own at Christmas or in foster care or whatever. They won't be on their own, obviously. I I sincerely hope they're not on their own. Um, although the sad fact is some children might as well be this Christmas. Yeah. Sad as it sounds. Or go buy some little bits and the neighbours that you know that, you know, maybe the elderly neighbours you know that are on their own, buy a gift, wrap it up, knock on the door and give that to them for Christmas because you are right, Dawn. Joy comes from giving, not receiving. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I think, do you know what, Tracy, just wrap, wrapping this up, excuse the pun um <laughs> that goes if you're under pressure and you've got a million jobs to do and you feel responsible for um providing this extravaganza christmas if you're on your own if there's conflict it you know maybe just be generous in another direction while you're having multiple heart attacks because you haven't been able to buy that brand of gravy or cranberry sauce there are people out there who are on their own. a little bit of gratitude bit and of gratitude and also perspective, though, put some perspective put on some it. perspective on it but also a little bit of forgiveness forgive yourself if you didn't bleach the grout forgive yourself if you had to get a frozen turkey instead of a fresh one yeah. you know a bit of forgiveness and remember you know, look into your heart and ask yourself, what is this all about? Whether you call it Christmas, whether you call it the holidays, it, it doesn't matter. Whatever whatever time of year you do your major celebrations each year in, you know, in, in your culture, just ask yourself from the heart, what is it about? And is it about having the biggest turkey, the, the best this, the most expensive that? And go back to the basics. Go back to basics. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm still going to finish. I know you're going to finish grouting and bleaching your floor. I think it's brilliant. <laughs> well, I have to now because half of it's done and half of it isn't. And I, nobody else will notice that I'll notice. But apart from that. <laughs> that is fabulous. Um, I hope that everybody has had, because this will go out after Christmas, an amazing Christmas uh and all the best for the new year and um give to get some joy yeah that's the message i love that tracy i do love it and by the way dawn it will be out two days well two or three days before christmas so oh, okay so, so on that note <laughs> w- whether you call it a holiday or you call it christmas it's happy holidays happy christmas from me and happy christmas from me thank you for your company and to share your spandex and stiletto stories with us tag at real women podcast on instagram